Welcome to the County Live podcast with me, Martin Johnston. And me, Chris Ridgway. First up on the County Life podcast, as ever, Chris Ridgway spoke to Jim Gannon back at Edgeley Park last night after training. So Jim Gannon, very good evening to you after training. Bits to pick over with the two games having gone past, counting out the FA Cup. Just give us your thoughts on what happened on Tuesday night. Um, I think I think it's disappointing for everybody, um, not just the Tuesday night, but obviously we, we still haven't had a chance to reflect on Saturday. Um, I think the way that we set the players up for both games was spot on. Um, and they started the games with great energy. Um, tore into them at home, got a 3-0 lead. Tore into them at their place and uh, really put them on the rack and got two of their players sent off because the only way they could stop us was foul play. Um, and then it's really up to the players, the second half, um, to see the game out, both Saturday and Tuesday. And um, I think we struggled a little bit with a change of plan players don't seem to be able to adapt to the different demands, whether you're winning 3-0 or whether you need to chase a game. And I think that's when you have to start getting out of the dugout and drive people to play in a different way. Um, but uh, like I said, it's really disappointing for everybody. Um, and there's a lot to chew over on it and there's lots we could talk about. But the bottom line is that we, we didn't show enough intensity as an 11 as compared to the intensity of their nine players to, to, to get something out of the game. And... Uh, and then when we did create opportunities, we found their defence on the top of the game, the keeper on the top of the game, and, and our players weren't. So uh, that's why we're out of the cup. What do you think the difference was between the two games? Because obviously the first game, we've got this 3-0 lead at half-time that the FC United have then pulled back to a 3 all But in the second game, we never had the lead, but we did have the man advantage. So what, what, what do you kind of see as the difference being there? Well, the, the major difference for us um, going into the... <laughs> into the second game was that the previous two games we'd scored seven goals and all those goals were scored by players that were missing in the in the second game. Um, we still had opportunities, um, we had one-on-ones with the keeper, we had opportunities to score in the first half, whether it be 11 or 10 or 9 men, and we should have got the lead. If you get the lead then you're, you're in the ascendancy whether they've got 11, 10 or 9. And I think there was a, the lads showed a great spirit in the first half to really make amends for Saturday um, most notably with the likes of Gary Stopford lead, leading the charge if you like um, but like I said that you know we, we've gone into the game without our the three players I've invested heavily in up front you know Jason Oswald Darren Stevenson and Natty Wolverton obviously Darren and Natty were excellent on Saturday uh, so they were a big loss in terms of a goal threat um, and then we've also lost Scott and Sam and Michael Clark over the last couple of weeks. So when you've not got your front three and you've not got three of your best back four, then there's going to be a few issues in the team. But there was still enough on the pitch to see the game through and uh, there were some positive performances, some not so positive performances, some good aspects, some bad aspects. But all people are going to do is say they're embarrassed, uh, it's unacceptable because they don't see the bigger picture, they don't see all the bits and pieces and the details. And then what I have to do as manager is look at the details and take out the ones that not contributing, keep the ones who are contributing, change the tactics, make sure the tactics work over the full 90 minutes and then just keep moving forward because there's lots going on at the club that's really, really positive and I think we go to Darlington now knowing that 
if we can get a good result there and build on that against Blythe, that we were very much in the playoff picture. And, and ultimately, nobody was talking about the first round of the FA Cup or nobody be talking about FC United come come the spring when it's all going to be about points and playoffs. Uh, when I reflect on last season, we got to the third, fourth qualifying round. We played Woking. I arrested Danny Lloyd and Josh Seamus for the FA Cup first round because they were on four bookings because I thought the FA Cup was really important to the fans, etc. We lost that game. The two games that were rearranged were piled on top of two, two other games. So we had four matches in 10 days. We picked up five points for those games. So five points from five games was one of our worst periods of points collection. So perhaps the silver lining of being out of the FA Cup now is that there's no backlog of fixtures. Uh, we've got Saturdays now all the way through. Um, and if we have that five games again spread out, I'd expect more than five points. And if we get more than, if we get two or three more points for not being in the FA Cup, that could make all the difference come the end of the season. What did you make of the sense of the occasion over the two legs? Because there was certainly uh, that second leg, you could tell there was a spirit amongst FC. They had this siege mentality, if you like, after the two men got sent off and they were really trying to make an occasion of the game. And County, I thought, County responded in the first game when they had it by the scruff of the neck at half-time. How did you think County handled that away from home? I think, I think it was perfectly fine. I mean, I didn't feel any siege mentality at all. Um, we've ripped into them. They're quite an angry group of people, and you could, angry bench, uh, the behaviour of them, throwing bottles oh. and all sorts carry on. And it's no surprise that they've got players, and they've got the worst disciplinary record in the league, uh, by far. Um, they're missing Anthony Kay because of a wild challenge on Scott Duxbury. Um, and then they get two players sent off, the same two players who got sent off a fortnight ago. So that'll come to a cost to them eventually. They got away with it in this game in terms of losing the two players, but those players would be suspended. And if they... When they went to Darlington and lost two players, they lost the game 3-0. Um, so for all their cock-a-hoop attitude, um, they only have to look at the league disciplinary table, look at the league table and say, there's a lot of work to be done by FC United. So they can celebrate being in the next round of the FA Cup, but come the end of the season, that'll be a small comfort when you get relegated. Let's talk about moving forward. Then you mentioned it is a big game uh, on Saturday against Darlington. First of all, how the players looked in train? Really good. Um, like I said, we expected a couple of Lads to be a bit quiet. Um, no, it's a, a difficult night because it's cold and it's wet. Um, but I think the lads really enjoyed the session. We just wanted to get them going. Uh, forget about Tuesday. Start refocusing. Straight after the game, I was uh, at FC. I was quite calm um, and collected. Um, you know, you can quite easily get caught up in what's just happened. And my attitude was, um, I ain't here to get the club into the FA Cup first round. I'm here to get the club promoted. So what we need to now is turn our attentions to, to Saturday. So I started that uh, before 10 o'clock on Tuesday night. And I think the mentality tonight was was very much focused on Darlington. The lads were talking about what's happened with Martin Gray and their assistant managers and the change of styles. They've been watching YouTube clips. They know what they're expecting. So the lads are really buying into the the pre-focus on the opposition. And um, we know Darlington's a tough place to go, a team that was should have been in the playoffs last year, albeit for ground issues. Um, so one of our contenders for the playoffs and I think the lads are really up for putting a few wrongs right. You mentioned a few moments ago about some injuries in the squad. It seems the last few weeks we've spoke about players coming back and then players going out again. What what we're looking like on the injury front at the moment? Well, again, this is this is sometimes the issue of playing Saturday, Tuesday with part-time players. Um, 
But I think we've got. Um, I give him too much away in the year, especially <laughs> if you play this. But um, I think Jason Oswald trained tonight, looked perfectly fine. So we knew that um, Tuesday was still a risk, but it's it's nice to know that we didn't risk him on Tuesday and that he'd be available because he was a it's an important player for us. Scott Duxbury trained tonight. Matty Warburton still has that neck injury that he, he innocuous thing that he picked up in the shower. Um, Michael Clark still got an issue with his eye that we need to resolve, so we're not sure if he's going to be available. Uh, but it was nice to have them back and everybody else is fully fit. Um, so even just having Jason and Scott back on the training ground was a, a breath of fresh air and uh, that's trained really well. Uh, I thought Ben McKenna when he came on was one of our star performers. Uh, again, it, this is a player that helped become a match winner at Gainsborough and we lost him after that goal. Um, and it, it'd be nice to have that extra attacking thrust. Um, so to have him and Jason back and... Um, is, is and the way Scott played on the left wing against um, Ferriby, we know we've got some some threat going forward now. Um, oh, I don't think goals has been a big issue for us. I think the big problem we've had really is um, is having the resilience to keep clean sheets, especially away from home. Um, and like I said, I'm disappointed that we conceded the goals we did against FC, but um, our home record was is quite good. And what we need now, and we've been wanting to get the FA Cup games out of the way, to focus on our plans for getting results away from home and Darlington being one of those main games. I do want to speak about the home game <coughs> and the away form moving forward but you mentioned Ben McKenna there he was one player that I, I completely agree I thought he looked really sharp when he came on he was a, a bright spark if you like and I, I, I was combining him thinking of Gary Stockforth's engine and you know he, like you said before leading the charge all the time and Ben was seemingly feeding off that so if you mentioned you've got these breaths of fresh air Scott Duxbury coming back Jason Oswell there that puts us in potentially quite a positive place moving forward for the Darlington game. Yeah, I, I mean, pe people will say, well, why, why does Ben McKenna not get any more? I mean, we've, we've been trying to manage the minutes of players. I mean, the physio's guidance was that Ben Ben is getting stronger with every game, but 30 minutes. And, and we were going to try and use him and Adam Thomas. Um, you know, we've squeezed a lot out of Adam Thomas, two ninety minutes, and I think that could come at a cost in terms of his edge. Um, but Ben McKenna's um, certainly looking... Of that kind of 30 minutes um, of high energy and, and the way he trained tonight, again, excellent. Really played on the front foot, scored goals and assists tonight. So he's looking a real uh, a real bright spot for us. So we, we're having to manage players. Um, you know, we obviously got Harry back. It's his first game. We didn't want to overwork him. Chris Smalley um, picked up a knock during the second, uh, at half, well, half time we recognised a knock at FC. Uh, so he sat out training tonight. I took him off as a precaution on Tuesday night. Um, so we're having to try and manage injuries. And, uh, you know, we mentioned this stage last year, uh, our most inconsistent period is when we have um, Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, Tuesday games. And uh, we had the start of the season is really intense for, for part-time players. And then you've got this backlog of fixtures we mentioned about the FA Cup. And uh, the thing that the top sides do is that they either have full-time players that can be more resilient and more well prepared for Saturday, Tuesday games or they have a bigger squad or they have like the investment there that they can get through those sort of aspects. Um, I think many of the teams at our, at our level are really relying on a core group of players, you know, say 12 or 15 players to be fit and stay mm -hmm. fit to do the business throughout the season. Um, and I think we're very much of that ilk. And um, like I said, if we can get those 12 or 15 players fit um, playing Saturday, having a good training session Tuesday and Thursday and then playing Saturday, I think we'll see a positive run results. 
you mentioned the managerial changes at Darlington and the changes that are going on up there. How do you think that might might affect the game, if at all? I mean, what what happens when that kind of change goes through? Um, normally, when you, you have a change of manager, uh, a new guy comes in and lifts the lids on any depression, um, kind of re- reinvigorates players who perhaps have been left out, um, re-energises people. But it's a difficult one to assess because... Martin's gone sideways to York, or, or perhaps in his opinion, may well be a positive move because York's budget would be double our own and double Darlington's. Uh, so he's in a real position with the likes of York to be able to make progress and to build. Um, plus, he can go full time with them. Um, and obviously, a new stories come out today about the two guys that took over as caretakers, and obviously their affiliation to Martin's company and their own insecurity in their position. Uh, they've left, so. It's put the the onus on two senior players in in in, in Brown and Turnbull to take over. Um, that's a difficult one for them to pick up something on a Thursday, take training, decide whether you're going to play or manage. Um, so, but I think one um, one of the one of the stories that's coming out is that Martin wanted to play a little bit more, wanted to to have the, the direct sort of play and the, the aggressive play, but also to play a little bit more and take care of the ball. Um, Perhaps he's recognising, you know, this effort only gets you so far. Um, but so I think the players have not really bought into the footballing side of it. So I think we might see a team maybe on Saturday and slowly but surely we'll go back to being a more direct, purposeful and aggressive team. It, it served them extremely well at Everstick North and Everstick Prem and, and last season in terms of they've got a, a right handful in, in, in back up front. And they've got Cartman, Thompson and Gillies who play around him. And they'll always get fret. Um, I remember playing in Everstick North. They had a great front four and they just played 4-2-4 and got it into the front four and they were too much for most teams. I think Martin's recognised that you have, have perhaps a little bit more to be successful at this level. Um, so it'd be, it'd be an interesting game. Um, but I, I'd, I'd expect them to be motivated, uh, fairly aggressive, fairly direct and play to the strength. So it's going to be... An important game for for our players because it's going to be a manly game where we're going to meet strong men, people who are mentally tough first and foremost. And after that, if we can play and we can show our skills, then let's play to our strengths. If we can play to our strengths, like you say, and really show what we can offer and take a positive result away, people might speak about this difference between home form and away form. Now, one thing, without dwelling on home form and away form, I want to ask you about in terms of a football aspect in general. Just what difference in mentality do you have in a home game and an away game when you when you're travelling or in your own, in your own dressing room? What difference does it make playing away or playing from playing at home? I don't think the um, the, the the effect the physical effects or the physiological effects of travelling away from home are that great at this level. Um, I think they can be when you go to Spennymore or Darlington. Um, but if you're Carlisle travelling to Plymouth and Portsmouth, or if you're Fylde going to Dartford, Ebbsfleet, Torquay. Every mm. second week, then it, it does take us. You know, there's there's known facts about dehydration, fatigue. Um, so referees at home advantage, etc. There's lot, so many aspects you could talk about. I think um, last year we were well organised side that didn't really open its shape too much. Uh, we played to a fairly direct strength of the the centre forward and Danny Lloyd, and and played had players that picked up pieces and broke on opposition, and that worked really well for us away from home. There's loads of games like Boston and Harrogate that spring to mind where we've we've got ourselves to lead and kept it. Uh, Chorley, another one. So they, they were to our advantage. Um, 
I think at home we 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 wanted to set about um, playing a little bit more controlled football, uh, having more attacking dimensions, and I think we've certainly got that part right. Uh, we've we've been scintillating some of the home games, you know, the Southport game in particular, and there's been other games where we've we've dominated Curzon, uh, the first home game, and and in many other games, and the points ratio at home is fantastic, and it's a far far big improvement on last year. What we have to learn, we can't afford to have two different teams, but what we have to learn, and this is what I've found out in the last two games, is that we have one way of playing, and then when we need to adapt our way to play, whether it be away from home, whether it be when we're chasing a game, then we need players that kind of respond to the different demands of the game. Um, and, and that's a, a very tough thing to teach players, um, and it, it takes good experience on their behalf, but also them learning little bits about how to play 10 yards further up the pitch or 10 yards tighter. Um, so th there's lots of work to be done but at the moment sat where we are with the group of players we've got um, and everybody approaching full fitness um, I'm quietly confident that uh, we'll be pushing towards the playoffs and you know all the emotion that goes with football on a, on a night like Tuesday night and, and the day after I've learnt so many lessons from being a player so many lessons from being a manager that the one thing you've got to do always, whether it be in the heat of a game or after a game or before, is keep your head, keep doing the right things, keep working hard, and things come good. Yes, well, let's, let's hope we see that on Saturday, I'm sure we will. Jim Gannon, thanks very much and all the best. You're welcome, thank you. So, Chris, it seems like an age since last week, since uh, we sat here inside Edgeley Park last week, and after you've spoken to the manager, we've had, we were talking about it before, we've had two very good halves of football and two very bad halves of football yeah and that has you know changed the mood around the club absolutely drastically yeah i think so uh and i think it's interesting that you say uh, around the club because it is you know first and foremost football's an emotional game for the fans and i think the fans have just gone through a huge roller coaster and i include myself in that uh you know i was as downbeat as anybody after the game and just couldn't believe what i'd just seen really but when you when you kind of wake up the next day and you think, well, over the over that those two games it was four halves of football and two two halves we've had the better, uh, and ultimately the the one that counted we kind of lost, but we are where we are and a lot has changed. I think in terms of in that people were really annoyed on Tuesday night. It was the first time in a long time I've seen people really annoyed, really kind of frustrated. But things have kind of calmed down a bit now. And I think a good win on Saturday moves us forward. Yeah, and I and I think that's that is just driven by passion and fans are passionate and they pay them pay their money so they're entitled to be passionate and they're entitled to, to voice what they feel about that. You know, as long as they don't overstep the mark and you know, a lot of these you know, a lot of county fans and you know, county have got a very big following that a lot of these this is their life. You know, they go yeah. they've they've been to both of those games and it'll be the major part of their week. So Nobody's blaming anybody for for being passionate, and yeah, and as I, as I say, it's just you know you you can't go go through a game like that, which is you know it's, it's going to be historical. People are going to look at that through the record books. It's always going to be there, so that's going to make people passionate. There's there's nothing wrong with that. And if your fans weren't passionate about something like that, you you wouldn't do that job. You wouldn't you wouldn't you know you'd be worried about your fans. So I don't see a, I don't see a problem with that. And as you say, let's get on with it. I agree, and I think that's that's the that's the tone I think we should take now. Is, is the let's get on with it because because it was such a stark result because it was such a a big talking point in the two or three days that have been since 
since then, there has been a lot of talking. You know, people will have done this topic to death now, and uh, I do think it is time that we say, you know, football is a is a progress game. It is a a thing that we move forward. So let's switch the attention. Let's look at Darlington. Let's look at where the club are today. We've spoken to Jim. You know, he he said that the squad's looking a bit stronger. Players are coming back from injury. You know, which is, is giving them a bit of a boost, and I think a bit of a boost is what's going to be needed going into the game. Darlington are going through all kinds of trouble off the pitch at the moment. So let's look at how we approach that game. It's going to be a, a tough one. You know, Darlington up in the playoffs last season, of course, didn't get there because of what was going on off the scenes. They've started this season strong, but kind of wavered a little bit. County have got a, a big, big mountain to, to climb, but it, it's a hell of a view if you get to the top of it. You know, there's, the three points will be invaluable. Yeah, absolutely. And, and yeah, we have to keep this in perspective. It was the FA Cup. God knows what what would have happened in the next round. You know, this this hasn't been a catastrophic um, defeat in the league. It's not like it's the last day of the season. And yeah, you, you know, and we didn't have many striking options. So not making any excuses. But as you say, you know, draw a line under it. And in the league, you know, things are still looking pretty, you know, I'd be pretty optimistic. And we are optimistic. And as you say, Darlington have their own challenges, so it's probably a pretty good game for us to, to go and play now. Yeah, point of the playoffs. You know, we'd all like to be a bit higher up. The season, let's be honest, has not started how we would have liked it to, but we are where we are. We're a point off the playoffs. Players coming back from injury, looking fit, looking strong. Uh, so let's go and try and take advantage of somebody who's above us. You know, who we can, who we get three points for us, but also take three points from them is is the mentality I'd be taking. And uh, I think if we do get a win like this, the away form on the whole this season has not been great. So if we can take even a strong point, I think would give us a bit of momentum, just stop that rot. Do you know what I mean? Not that it's not, a, not that it's all bleak and miserable at the minute, but just get that monkey off your back of, oh, we can't win away or we keep losing away. Let's go and get a good performance away from home and build from it. If we can take something from that game, it's a positive block you know, in, in the course of the season. Yeah, and I think, as you say, you know, a good, strong performance, even if it was a draw, would do the world of good. You know, a bit of dog, a bit of like, you know, you know, they, hopefully the players are going are gonna to be angry because some of them were called out by the fans. They've been called out on, on social media. People weren't happy and they're right not to be happy. So hopefully they will feel, you know, and they're the ones that can do something about this. They will feel that, like, come on, let's let's do something about this. Listen, a lot of these, a lot of these players that the county have got, uh, footballers in general, they're guys who have who have grown up playing football, and usually to get to this kind of to get to this kind of level, okay, it's not Premier League, it's not whatever, but it's still a very very good level. To get to this level of football, you're usually the best in your class, so to speak. You know, you you've worked your way up the ladder, so you're used to winning more games than you lose. Uh, so it's a very egocentric kind of you're in the dressing room and everyone's competing with everybody those lads will be hurting after what has just happened they're going to come out swinging with a point to prove i think people talk about players being mentally you know they've got to be in the right place and all the they, you know were, were some maybe not strong enough in the other game and you think we don't know what happened there something's gone wrong and it's up to the gaffer and the players to work together they're going to come out now saying look these fans have just been giving us grief you know we like you say a lot of stuff went on play, fans shouting at players and stuff and they're rightly entitled to do so. I'm not sure what was said, so I'm not going to say whether it was right or wrong. But the fans have certainly got a right to voice their opinions, and now it's the pl- up to the players to respond. And they're they're a set of guys who are used to winning. Like we say, you know, they're used to playing well. That's why they've got contracts at Stockport County. That's why the players for Stockport County. So they're going to come out and they're going to show that 
You know, they're not just a bunch of pushovers. They're not just a bunch of people who've gone and bottled a game of football. They're going to go out now, grab the game by the scruff of the neck, and I'll stand by them. Because I think, I know, I know, you know, we're in a bit of a privileged position here. We know the players fairly well. They're a great set of lads. They're going to come out and they're not, they're not going to take that. They're not going to sit there and be, be pushed over. They're going to go out for the win on this. And one of, the, uh, one of the, the sour points, really, you felt their management let themselves down a bit? I, th- I felt as a club, they, they've let their club down. I mean, the fans didn't seem to mind too much. Uh, and I'm sure, you know, the, the fans enjoyed the evening. They had a great hurrah, uh, and, you know, and they, they'll go off and enjoy that. But when you're a fan of a club, you kind of, as long as you don't go too far, as long as you don't make it physical or, you know, certain words are obviously not acceptable, but it's kind of expected for you to give the other team grief and all the rest of it. But when you're a professional of a club, when you are in the position of a manager or a coach and you're on the bench, you have to act you have to act in a way that you're representing not just you, but the people who've backed you, the people who you know, the people who've built the club around you. You are not the club. You have to remember who you're representing. And Carl Marginson and his team need to have a serious look. Listen, they won't they won't be bothered by what I'm saying. They'll just see me as a bitter Stockport County fan. But ultimately, if they were, I don't think they'll ever be. St- I don't think they'll ever be Stockport County quality, regardless of tactics on the pitch. That's a disgraceful way to carry yourself: swearing, throwing bottles around at the opposition, uh, coaching staff. When there's kids and young lads around you, uh, is ridiculous. Now people have been a bit frustrated this week with what's gone on at Stockport County, and you know some of the fans. Again, this is the fans' entitled opinion. They'll question the gaffer's tactics. Why are we playing in there? Why are we playing this formation and whatever? And we, we can do that all day long. That's the beauty of football. But I, one thing I, I would never hear uh, any fans say about Jim Gannon is the way he's lost it in the way that their managers did, uh, because he's a professional. Of his, you know, he, he remembers what's going on around his club. He acts with a little bit of class. FC United did not do that on Tuesday night. No, and he, you know, he's as tough. Uh, a man and as passionate and and prone to being to being very angry and about about football and that and that comes out, but never to the point where he would lose control and never to the point where he, he would try and use that loss of control to undermine the other bench or undermine the other players in any way. It was just it was know, pathetic it, and and hats off by the way to Kitman to County Kitman Richard Landon who. There's this element of time wasting. County hammering on the door at one spell, corner after corner, balls going out, and Carl Mardington instead of kicking the ball to, you know, he's got to throw a spare ball onto the pitch, as is the home side's obligation. Rather than, you know, I'm not saying he has to rush and get it out the bag and get it on as quick as he can. Of course not. He's holding onto a one 0 lead, but to kick it the opposite direction, is absolutely pathetic. So Richard Landon deserves a huge pat on the back taking the initiative and kicking another ball on and saying right there you go lads and for for him to then turn around he knows the game he knows why county are trying to hurry it up for him to turn around and use the language that i saw him use when there's kids that have they've got to be sub 18 probably sub 16 in the crowd in front of him for him to use that to set that kind of ex- an, uh, example is is just not on and it, you know and that's why that's why i don't think we'll ever see him up in the dizzy heights that Jim Gannon's played and managed that. And do you think, you know, if you think about why that was, do you think that things did start really badly for them and they just couldn't help themselves because of the kind of way they approach the game? Are we going to give them a pass and say, you know, maybe it was just the heat of the moment? Or was it a little bit of... Because there was a little bit of play acting there. There was a little bit of... I don't think it was a heat of the moment. Don't get me wrong, heat of the moment goes so far and... They're every. They've got every right to get excited and to get carried away and to get, you know, uh, swept away in it. But look at their disciplinary record. 
Look at look at FC United's disciplinary record, record, and look at Stockport County's disciplinary record, and then look at how the two managers handle themselves. Yeah, you know, is that <clears throat> is there a correlation there? Yeah, probably. Yeah, and 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 John said it on air. He said, uh, you know, there's a reason they're bottom of the fair playlist. Yeah, uh, that showed itself. That's not exactly leading by example, is it? No. So tell me, um, who who was your player of the week? Player of the week, you know, is. It's it's always hard kind of picking a, a man of the match in a game you've lost, so to speak. But there were some positives there, uh, and the, for me, Gary Stopforth, the guy who's come back, uh, you know, from it's not an injury, but it's he's you know he's getting himself up to full fitness, and he's had to work his way into the team. He's had to be patient. He's had to bide his time. Uh, he's not a goal scorer by trade. You know, he's not the guy that you have to shoehorn in because he's going to get you fifteen a season. But we, we heard Jim reference him in his interview earlier on saying he leads the charge and that's exactly what he does he's everywhere on the pitch and he was he was the guy who was grabbing the ball every you know whenever he could get it shoving everyone else off it leading that and that's what we missed that was the Gary Stockford that we missed when he left uh, and it's, it's great to have him back uh, doing what he did best all right it didn't win us the game but it sure it certainly showed that there was fight in the dog and a little um, a little nod to Ben Ben McKenna. You thought he was very good when he came on. Ben McKenna is going to be my one to watch this okay. week because he's coming back now. With you know, I think when he came on, he was a real bright spark. You know, again, it, unfortunately, it wasn't enough to get us over the line, but that's not down to one man. Um, he's come on and he's looked a real spark. He's had this fearless mentality that he'll run at players. He'll take one player on, take two players on, fire across, fire a shot in. Um, uh, his success ratio will improve when we've got players like Jason Oswell back inside the area. So when he smashes across across the box, uh, you know it's a recognised striker who that's his bread and butter. He's putting the ball in the back of the net. Um, so for me, Ben McKenna, he's going to be banging on the gaffer's door now. Gaffer, play me, play me, play me. I'm ready. And if we can see half an hour, forty-five minutes from him. Uh, where he's doing that, running at players, slamming the ball across the box and hopefully a fit Jason Oswell if he's able to start on Saturday in there in the middle. That's the one to watch. That's what one to watch means, I think. And I'm not asking you to share any secrets or anything like that or any any gossip, but um, what's your gut feel? Do you think Jason will be playing on Saturday? I'd be surprised if we didn't see him. Um, Whether he'll do a full game or not, um, it all depends because... The injury that he had originally in that first half in the first game against FC was a hamstring one. It was a hamstring strain that uh, it hadn't gone, but he f- it felt tight. It felt like it was going, and you've got to be so careful with them. Yeah. Especially now, you know, it's going to be up in the northeast. The cold weather's starting to creep in, as we felt tonight. You can't risk a hamstring in that kind of uh, environment. And again, you know, you look back to that was the FA Cup. Okay, we're out of it. And how far would we have gone? Another two, maybe three games. Bit of luck, you get a big glamour tie, you get a bit of money in the bank. But you want Jason Oswell in the league. You want him making those goals happen, scoring those goals, getting us in the playoffs. That you know, to me, that's that's more important. So, if he's back um, on Saturday, then great. If you were the gaffer, we keep saying this. One of these days, you might be. <laughs> would you? What would you do with with Ben McKenna? Would you bring him on with twenty to go, half an hour to go? It's difficult because I've not seen him train, uh, and I know we've used Adam Thomas a lot since he's come back from injury. So it's can Adam still provide that? Does he need a bit of a break and bring Ben Ben McKenna in? That I kind of think I'd, I'd have to sit down with both of them. I'd be surprised if we saw them both on the pitch at the same time, unless we're chasing a game. But I'd, I'd definitely. I'd definitely be tempted to give him a half, whether it's the first half or the second. 
that that relies on Adam Thomas. Adam Thomas deserves to keep his place at the moment, playing really well. Great stuff. So good performance with a draw would be wouldn't be a bad result on Saturday. So give us your prediction. Are you gonna? I'm always gonna back the Hatters. <laughs> I think Jim will play it safe. You know, he won't want to. Uh, he won't want to be upset. You know, we we've conceded four goals in two games there. So I think the first yeah. element will be to tighten up. Uh, I'd be surprised to see us uh, offer chances out like maybe we have done against Ferriby uh, and against FC United in the second half. So I. I'm going to go for a 1-0 win. I'm going to you know, stick okay. my neck out a little bit there. But yeah, I'm going to go for a 1-0 win there. Well, I'm going to err on the side of caution and, and give it a 1-1 then. A good, strong, positive 1-1 where the team looks strong. Yeah, Chris, thanks very much. Thank you, Enjoy sir. your trip to Darlington. Yes, <laughs> thank you. <laughs>